again and welcome again to the Northern Monkeys podcast. Thank you everybody for joining us again. We have Wayne pulling faces joining us. Thanks, Wayne. Hello, that's just my normal face. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Uh, Nuttall's with us again. Hello. Hello, and Odie is, is, is with us as well. Hello. I think I think Wayne's having a silent fit. So it's fine, we'll just carry on. It's not, not a problem. <laughs> Uh, so I, don't, yeah, I don't understand. This is just my normal face. What's the issue here? Uh, nothing, mate. It's fine. I've been asked to do a shout out today. Anyway, do I do that at the beginning or do I leave it at end? Uh, leave it at end, and then we kick yeah. you off the show. Yeah, that's okay. Well, then. If you leave it at the end, that means they've got to stay on and listen. Listen. Or yeah. just, do it, just do it randomly. You know, like twenty-five minutes or thirty, just randomly, and then they've got to listen to all of it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we've had a lot of football for the last week. Um, we're going to try and cover most of it, or some of it, anyway. Um, we're going to start by talking about Man U winning at home to Bournemouth 5-2, because there's quite a bit to talk about in that game. Shall we start with the David De Gea talk again? Can we just change this podcast to the David De Gea Hatred Society? <laughs> it's not hatred. <laughs> to, to be fair... It, he shouldn't be in beaten at that near post, but Harry Maguire should also not be in beaten there. Um, and I would argue that his positioning wasn't that bad. Um, I think if Awful. you were not, I think if you were any other keeper, that would probably be the position you are part of the goalkeeping union, as we've talked about. What's your thoughts? Well, you, first thing is you don't get beat on your near post. Number one rule. He actually got beat on his near post in Bill looked at penalty that got given, <laughs> and it was and it only bounced but I can't to attack him because he didn't palm it away like he should have done. Like it's bounced at bottom corner so easy to push it away, and he didn't push it straight in front of him. Kept moving alive, got beat at his near post, but second time in game, all right, the post. But point the point is they could go for it. He's nice. it's getting worse by the game. I would argue that getting beat at your mere post when the shot's not on target is not a problem. Yeah, it were going in if it weren't. I would also argue that you're not, you're not getting beat if it's not on target, but hey, well. <laughs> also, you shouldn't get beat in your post. You also shouldn't get beat from 45 yards from a free kick either. We're talking about goalkeepers union. Do you remember that one? Uh, no, in in, in Odin's defence, nobody's ever mooted him for like 60 million pound moves. He's uh, got as far as Oakwood Field. <laughs> yeah, as far as school, school number one. Um, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's another mistake to add to another mistake to add to Degas' list, which is growing as the weeks go by. Unfortunately, they conceded um, two against Bournemouth. Nobody concedes two against Bournemouth, so it's not just Degas. The defensively look a bit weak, don't they? Like he said, Maguire got turned inside out and made him look a bit daft, and. Yeah. The the playing people's confidence is down at a minute, and uh, and Bournemouth strikers. So to concede two against them is not very good anyway. Not just on the game as, as a team, but conversely, they looked fucking brilliant going forward, didn't they? So, conversely, I like it. Good word, that wasn't it? Well, I'm surprised. Surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving on to well, Fernandez is outstanding again, wasn't he? We've talked about him before, but he's been just such a good signing for them. What did they pay? Fifty million, something like that. It's looking like a bargain, actually. Fifty million for him. As much as I hate to see 
see them doing uh, well, wankers. But uh, <laughs> it, it, he's like brought them up a, a level, hasn't he? Mm. Uh, attacking wise, anyway. And, they, and Pogba coming back as well. Pogba's coming back as as good as I've ever seen him for Man U. Yeah, he's uh, he, he seems to have, like with Fernandez got someone on a or supposedly same level as him. Mm. Yeah, like when he when he came in, he he was trying to bring everyone else up to his level, weren't he? But he seems to have clipped for him and he threw dummy at before. Uh, yeah, he's uh, I hate to see it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I just checked 47 million Fernandez, so less than what we thought. So, looking looking like an absolute steal, like you said. Um, Did you ever think you'd say 47 mil, million was an absolute steal? <laughs> yeah, it does sound crazy. But then when you look at what they paid for Pog, Pogba, yeah, again, uh, Fernandez is probably even Maguire. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, isn't he the most expensive defender? Is he the most expensive British defender or most expensive defender ever? Maguire. The most expensive defender. Yeah. Um, mm. Don't know. Five players gone for more, isn't there? Yeah. You yeah. can Neymar, Ronaldo. Twice. There's not, yeah, there's not really Bale. that much more. Bale, Coutinho. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Some. Turns out it's a standard price. <laughs> yeah, it is worrying that we're saying that forty-seven millions are steal though. Yeah, um, I'm not going to get into that debate tonight. But Man U are always going to pay more for players than other teams because it's Man U, and they're always going to get absolutely shafted. But when it was banded around, I think West Ham bid about twenty-two million for him a few months before that, mm. and they were looking at accepting that, and then. Pretty much doubles when Manu were getting involved. Could they have gotten for less if it weren't Manu, if it were another team? I don't think I don't it's know. just Manu, is it? It's the teams at the top that they know have got the money to waste. Yeah. City had appeared a lot odds as well. Yeah, well, City probably paid more if, if yeah. they knew. City come in, you know they've got more money. I used to be saying when Chelsea, when Chelsea at first wouldn't start spending money, every player they bought had a probably £10 million premium on, didn't they? You're it's talking about PSG paying fifty million for David Luiz because everybody knows they've got money. When nobody with the right mind would have paid fifty fucking pence for David Luiz. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I think PSG is slightly different because they've had they have to pay a premium to convince people to come to France and play in that shit league. Yeah. 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 If you if you're that bored, why don't you just set up your own league in Liechtenstein? And pay stupid amounts of money for amazing players. It'll still be a terrible league. Why would you want to go to France? What's well, the Liechtenstein League? There isn't a Liechtenstein League. I'm, I'm, surely there must be a Liechtenstein League. Gibraltar no, think, got their own league. Yeah, I think Liechtenstein. I think the only team in Liechtenstein is Vaduz, and I think they play in Switzerland. I think we're getting massive, but there is there is a league according to this. But anyway. I bet, I bet Vedders aren't in it because they're in the Swiss League. It's just like San Marino. I've got a team in the Italian League. The San Marino Football Club is in the Italian League. So, Hoden, Mason Greenwood, we know you like skiing uh, shout-outs, good Man U players. How good and how, how good at the minute is Mason Greenwood and how good do you think he's going to be? Yeah, unfortunately, he's, uh, he's looking good, isn't he? Um, he? He seems to have got a a good temperament and 
and what have you, but it can only be a good thing for England. In been in looking as good as where he is. Yeah, no, definitely. We've got, we've got, no, we've got a list of players, list of quality England players at the minute that we've got coming through. There's a few in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously Greenwood's the one that's standing out at the minute with Foden as well, obviously. Yeah. Um, but if you if you look particularly going forward, all right, we'll, we'll probably need to do a bit defensively. We'll have to pick a, a few up as it as it goes. But if you look, I've I put a list down of the one. These are just the ones that are playing. Uh, in Premier League, really quite regular now, um, barring the old one or two, because I've included Ryan Bruce, who I was obviously only playing in Championship. But you've got obviously Greenwood, Harry Wilson, Maitland Niles, Reese Nelson, and Ketia, Saka, Willock, Grealish, McNeil, Abraham, Loftus Cheek, Tamori, Hudson Adoy, Reese James, Mason Mount, Tom Davis. I've even included his play pretty regular. Harvey Barnes, Jaden Sancho, Hamza Chowdhury. Madison, Gomez, Alexander Arnold, Brewster, Elliot, uh, Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones, Phil Foden. I've even included Rashford. He's only 22, 23, isn't yeah. he? Wambisaka, uh, Todd Cantwell, Dean Henderson, Morgan Gibbs White. Uh, I'm, I... Can I just ask uh, uh, Harry Wilson? No, is he Welsh? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I wanted to test you. I'd actually put in as well uh, that Billy Gilmore, but I researched him and made sure, and it turns out he's actually Scottish. Yeah. <sighs> he looks good and all. Uh, yes, other than Harry Wilson, that's a really, really good list. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of potential potential oh, talent there, that's the, but that's the key in it at the minute. But they're all getting game time. They're all getting a lot of game time, which a lot of young English players haven't had over recent years. Uh, like I said, Manu, Chelsea, Arsenal, uh, three, three of the biggest clubs in the country are the ones flooding all of the English youngsters, and it can only be a good thing for English game. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and what we've had in the past is we've had a couple of players come through, or even one player at a time come through. This At the minute, we've got that many coming through. We might not have space from end, which which is a great luxury for us, which we've never had before. Um, Wayne, have you got anything to add on that before you put your refereeing hat on? Uh, yeah, like I said, there's there are a lot coming through. Um, historically, we've always had a good under twenty one setup because of that. It's always been about how we link players from the under twenty one setup to the national team, and about getting them game time at Premier League. Um, which people like you know, Rashford have managed to get, um, but there've also been other people like that James Wilson who played for Man a few years ago who didn't get that sort of game time, and in the end ended up at uh, Sheffield United and is now at Salford. So it's all about getting them the game time. If they can get the game time, it'll go well. There's a few players on that list I like. Um, I did like the look of that Todd Cantwell actually. Um, they're definitely getting relegated get, this season. He'll get a move. Uh, and it's not just good for England though, because if these if they don't work out in the Premier League, it's good for Scotland, Ireland, and Wales when they find their uh, grandparents are from uh, Kilmarnock or something like that and get a game for them. So you know it's good all around. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, moving on to handballs, uh, we'll start with the Manu one. Mister Referee Wayne, the handball against Manu against Manu, so it's funny, but was it harsh? I don't even think it hit him on hand when I was looking at it. It looked like it hit him on top of its shoulder. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, 
my issue has always been, and not all will vouch for this, having played in games that I've refereed over the years, is that if no one's looking for a decision, why would you give one? No one, no one looked at that as if to say that should be a penalty. No one was really arguing the toss. Uh, I don't see why you would go chasing it. Um, yeah, VAR is a great thing. It can prove decisions, but if you're not looking for that decision, what's the point? Like I said, I don't think it actually is. Oh, I can see where the decisions come from, but Mike Dean's beard is Mike Dean's beard, and if he, Mike Dean's beard wants to make a decision, Mike Dean's beard will make a decision. Yeah, true. Uh, well, well, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's best that Wayne asks me to vouch for his refereeing. I'm just putting it out there. I can vouch for it, but it won't be a good. Uh, <laughs> it won't be a good reference for you, Wayne. Just to be, just to be clear. In years gone by, I used to referee pre-season friendlies that not all played in, and I would spend the game giving decisions against him, including giving free kicks against him that were clear penalties, and then giving him bookings for diving, just because it entertained me. Yeah, and also referees are not unbiased and honest people, eh? They were a pre-season friendly, and it was very funny. (laughs) Fair enough. Moving on to the handball rule in general, because the big one was the Sheffield United game last week. When there were two, really, although it didn't really matter in the in the Man City game for me. They were both relatively similar. The Mares disallowed goal, and obviously the Hurricane was. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, basically, the rules not going to get changed. They're, they're modifying it ever so slightly, but the, both of those goals would basically still be disallowed under the rules for next year. Maybe the Mares one might not. Um, it's just for me. Like, they tried to make it a bit too black and white. There's yeah. still got to be a perception in there from a referee's point of view. The 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 Harry Kane one that got disallowed. I mean, Lucas Moura got fouled. And then if he fell to the floor and somebody kicked ball at him and it only brushed his arm and his back. How that got can get disallowed for handball is beyond me. He's put his arm down to stop his face smashing into the floor. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But, but it's not VAR. That that's not VAR that's the problem. It's a handball rule. I know people. A lot of people are looking. So it's VAR ruling goals out galore, like it has done, of course, last year. But it's it's handball rule that's the problem. Yeah, it is. Um, but the, for some reason, I five make rules seem to think that it's quite a good rule. But the only people in the world that are watch, watching football think, you know what, this is this is great because. I haven't seen a single person think it's good. The handball rule. VAR has its ups and downs, but the handball rule is just ridiculous. What do you reckon, Rose? Yeah, there's too, there's too many grey areas, like, like Nuttall says, in, in rules. Uh, we, we gain decisions like that. I think we should use the common sense. Uh, like, we, like you say, we, we're free kick anyway. And, mm. you know, I mean, the, They've happened all season, though, haven't they? I mean, there's been a couple of times early on. It sees I think it was Sheffield United game, and one of the players like headed ball, like he were at chest level, and he he had a ball against his hand and went through and scored. I can't remember what game it was, uh, but it was the same. Man. It's, it just it needs to be some common sense applied. Yeah, that'd be nice, but like I said, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, Moving on from that, so Man U obviously won. There was one of their Champions League rivals, Wolves played Arsenal. 
Uh, and it was a surprise result. Wolves winning 2-0. Uh, Arsenal winning 2-0, sorry. Uh, and it were fairly comfortable. Arsenal looked all right. Wolves didn't really threaten, did they? But Arsenal seemed to have fallen upon something that works, haven't they? What do you reckon, Tall? They have, but they've looked better recently, Arsenal. Yeah. They're relatively good going forward. Saka, Aubameyang, mm. uh, even Willock coming on from bench and people like that. They've, they've got they've got some good talent there going but that's good. I don't think they're good defensively. No. I don't think they were tested, really, by Wolves. I think they're a bit of an off day for Wolves. They didn't look like the right races at all. Um, but if you, if, if, this is a club like Arsenal. They're supposed to be one of the top clubs in the country. And I don't look at Arsenal and think, God, you'd have him, you'd have him, you'd have him, you'd have him. The players they're bringing through are good, but they're not going to be world-class, a lot of them. They'll be... They'll be good Premier League players, which you'd expect to be playing for a team in top ten. But Arsenal surely want more than that. If I'm an Arsenal fan, I want more than to have a team battling in top ten at Premier League. And there's only two players on their side, which I would say are in a top end of the game, and that's Aubameyang and Leno. Other than them two, they've got a team full of average players. You put you put Arsenal's squad at the side of Wolves' squad. I'd have yeah. Wolves. I'd have Wolves squad. I think it's better than Arsenal's. All right, they beat them. Um, but like you said, anything can happen on a one-off day. But for me, they're doing all, they're doing all right. They've picked up lately. But in longer term, they're nowhere near Arsenal where they need to be or where they should be no. as a club. So it's well, yeah. What I would say to Leno and Aubameyang is Saka. Saka could be one that if he keeps going, gets up to that level. Uh, I think he's got a lot of potential. Wayne, is that you making that banging noise? Why am I getting blamed for everything? I'm literally just sat here. It's usually Odin. No, it's not me this time. I will bring me cup of here to it. Fuck's sake. This is going well. <laughs> well, Ice Cream Man's not turned up yet. That's promising. Not yet. We're still time. I was for... waiting for Wayne's word. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Wayne, what do you reckon? How, how Arsenal obviously won a couple of games. How far up the league do you think Arsenal think Europe's realistic for them? Obviously not Champions League, but Europe in general. No, if I'm honest, I don't think they'll make it into Europe. Um, it's probably the worst Arsenal team I've seen in my lifetime um, since I've been watching football. Good start that they could possibly finish outside the top 10 for the first time in 25 years. Um, I don't know about top finishing outside top 10, but Eighth, ninth is a real possibility. Um, I, I just don't think they're that good. I think maybe in a year, year two's time when they brought these players through, they've had some more game time possibly, but I don't think they're that good at the minute. Um, we talked about, well, not in this uh, podcast, but we've talked separately about Enketia before. Uh, and if they're pinning the hopes on Enketia being the next player to come through, I, I think they need to look elsewhere to run I don't think he's good enough for Premier League. I, yeah, think he'll I, have, I think he'll have a, a Premier League career. I think yeah. he's a goal scorer. He's not got an all-round game. That's what, from what I've seen of Nketiah so far. That's Odin will know better than anybody else because he's seen him play on a regular basis. But he looks... If you, if you were to describe him as sort of be a Billy Sharp, Adam LaFonda type player, he doesn't do anything in the game but puts the ball in there when he gets a chance to. Yeah. If you play for Arsenal and teams like that, you need a bit more, don't you? You do in general, but on the same token, they'll, that sort of club should create a lot of chances for you. So, yeah, that's kind of why he didn't really fit into our system and where we play with it because 
Bamford, although probably not as prolific, um, he does a lot more work for the team. Yeah. Uh, than than Enketia. And I mean, don't get me wrong, he, he weren't not doing his job, but he's just not as effective uh, in, in helping out defensively as well as what Bamford, Bamford has in, in starting up players. Mm. It's not just yeah. defensively, though, it's the bringing others into play when you're yeah. forward and things like that. He doesn't do that. His link-up link play is a bit non-existent, really, which I suppose from the very top strikers you get... Mm. He's not strong enough. I mean, is he? I don't know. That's that's obviously something he can work on. But he's not strong enough in terms of holding the ball up. He needs to improve on that massively. If, but as well as obviously try and get some goals. He's not scored that much as yet for Arsenal. Um, a massive blow for Wolves though. They obviously they were going into it looking looking at a win um, to keep him in, in touch with Manu and Manu won. You're going to be massively disappointed if you're a Wolves fan. Um, they're now three points off fifth and five points off fourth. Their Champions League ups are looking really, really slim. What do you reckon, Wayne? Do you think Wolves have got uh, actually about, about Arsenal's European chances? What do you reckon about Wolves' European chances? I think Wolves have got more chance than Arsenal. Um, I, I actually agree with what Nuttall said. I think Wolves have got the better team. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see that changing anytime soon with the amount of backing that Wolves have got. Um, I could They're not going to get in top four, but I could definitely see them getting a Europa League place. I'm not too sure how it's going to work this season because we don't really know what's going on with Man City and their whole thing they've got looming over them. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to work with the FA Cup, League Cup, etc. But I could definitely see them finishing, uh, pushing up there and getting that Europa League spot. Yeah, well, I mean, they sit sixth, three points clear of seventh, and you would expect seventh to get a European place. So hopefully for their sake, that will... Um, get there, and they're still in Europa League. There's still a chance for them to win Europa League and qualify Champions League that way. And they're, oh, they're very chance. They're pro- probably one of the stronger sides yeah. in competition. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and we, 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 we to see, uh, it would be weird to see Wolves win the Europa League. <laughs> yes, but very weird, but it'd be good. Nice to have a change every so often. Um, but yeah. Moving on to the one of the teams which were looking now, probably now set for Champions League, Leicester had a very, well, for them it was a very, very good win on Saturday. Uh, a much, much, much needed win. They beat Palace 3 and Palace been in really good form. Jamie Vardy getting into the 100 club with two goals. Wayne, I know you're a big fan. Well, Vardy? Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry, a fan of Vardy. Um, yeah, yeah, um, Mainly because we know about his uh, his previous history. Um, having, I'm pretty sure I've told you, told the stories before about his uh, his rise through non-league and his pre-game habits, uh, which we'll touch on another day. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure they're gonna they're gonna get that um, top four spot now. Um, I know I think they're in fifth at the minute, aren't they? Another uh, third. So, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong bloody league table. I don't know how I managed to do that. Um, yeah, uh, do they deserve a Champions League spot? Yeah. Um, is it still strange that they're that far up the league? Yes. Even after winning the league what, four years ago, five years ago now, it still seems weird seeing him up there. Uh, and Vardy is going to be one of them top players. That, I mean, he's getting on now. Still, he's not old, but he's getting on. But he's still going to be a top player in Premier League for years to come. 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure I agree with that. He's 33. Is he 33? Yeah. I didn't realise he was that old. I thought about 31. Mm, 30, 30. I had a look today because that was a, a, a point or something I wanted to make. So, Lester, I'm, I'm, say, I'm surprised you're saying that you're not used to seeing him up there because I think most of us would have predicted they probably would have made the top four this year. I think when Rodgers went in, he's a pretty good manager. They had a decent squad anyway. Signed mm. the likes of Tielemans and obviously we didn't know what Sanyocho and Ricardo were like, but I, th- I always felt they had a pretty good squad anyway. Mm. Um, so I, I, I fancied him to make that top four. Uh, yeah, they signed the likes of Tielemans. What did you know about Tielemans before he signed for Leicester? Uh, he's good for Belgium. I signed him on FIFA a few years ago, a wonder kid. I'm sure he's <laughs> got 90 on He's always been pretty highly rated as a youngster, hasn't he? And they, they were yeah. talking about Man U being after him as mm-hmm. well at the time when he went to Leicester. So yeah. I think it was a bit of a coup that they got him. Yeah, I think it's, it's probably surprised that they were, they were looking so comfortable. Yeah, I thought we expected them to challenge for it. But up until well, pre-lockdown, they were looking set for it, weren't they? They were, looking, they, they, oh, yeah. they were in the top three. A comfortable top three. I think the, the comfortable comfortability, if that's a word, of it was a surprise. But I'm I'm not surprised they were challenging at all. Well, uh, say based on, on, on Saturday's game, I still don't think they were the Leicester we saw at the beginning of the season. They were no. better, but they still weren't the same. But they are they're still missing Madison, they're still missing Ricardo. They've not got a full side out there, so it's you can see why they don't look the same. Uh They've got what one thing I've noticed is if they if, if Vardy doesn't score, Leicester don't score. Mm. They don't have many goals around the pitch. So this was something. This is why I checked Vardy's age. I thought, well, how much longer are they going to have to rely on Vardy? Because yeah. he's a player that relies heavily on his pace. In two years' time, that could be gone. Yeah. And and, and they really need to. They won Premier League five years ago. They had a brilliant run in Champions League year after the like quarterfinals. Uh, they look like making Champions League next year. They really need to use this time uh, as as because they'll be seen as a, a, a like a, a good proposition for a lot of players at the minute. But they need to use that to invest correctly now and sort of get some goals throughout that team because as soon as Vardy goes, the the, the play they've relied on for years has gone and with it would probably go the Champions League chances for any other years so they need to use this time wisely while they are a, they could cement the place at topper English football in the top five mm-hmm. or six if they used it right but if they don't they'll disappear into nothingness again If you talk about Vardy uh, being 33 and possibly losing his pace in a year or two's time I'd argue that if he was going to lose his pace, he'd have lost it by the age of 33. Possibly, but it, it, it's just, it's just, we're professional footballers sometimes, just overnight, you just lose it. it. it you know, this, it, we've obviously got no middle, we've got no summer this year, really. Uh, but next summer, it, it could lose it, because you, know, you have a few months off football not doing the running. It, you can your body just stops doing it. We don't know. It might, it might carry on for another three years. It might. This might be his last one. You don't know how his body's going. He could get a bad injury. It's just one of the things. But not all right. You need to get somebody else who can score as well. You've got in actual a couple of years over twenty odd million. That's not really worked out at all. He's here and there, but he's not scoring enough. Um, 
he's not and Vardy he's only scored four in his last fifteen games and that's obviously coincides with Leicester on the worst run at season. And that just shows how important he is to Leicester. If he don't sc- if he don't score, like I said, they're not gonna get met Champions League. Um but but this, more, well, the style they play suits a certain type of striker and Ianacho isn't that striker. They need to get somebody in the mould of Vardy because they play they play a deep back line to try and throw opposition out and they get in behind them because they've got that pace and that's how Leicester have played. That's how they won the league in 2015. They've played like this for years. So they've yeah. got to get somebody in the same sort of mould as Vardy. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. I have to admit. Eddie no. and <laughs> uh, um, maybe not. <laughs> uh, but Tuesday night is a massive game. Leicester, uh, I'll go to Arsenal, which for both of them is a big test. If, if Arsenal win, they they will be fancying the chances. Um, Odie, what do you reckon? Leicester away at Arsenal. Which way do you think that's going to go? Um, see, the both have confidence going off off them last games, but. I'm not sure, to be honest. I'll go Leicester because uh, Arsenal's inconsistencies so far. Um, you, you can argue both sides, couldn't you? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go Leicester. Cool. Yeah, I think uh, it'd be, I think it'd be a good game, that. The Arsenal's a bit of form. Uh, moving on to the bottom of the league. Um, the team that we tipped to go down unanimous, unanimously on the first episode, Brighton. Have looked brilliant since then. Uh, they beat obviously only Norwich, but they've won to probably put themselves safe. Wayne, you were one of the people that were very confident that they'd go down. How do you feel about Brighton doing well? It's not like Wayne to make a horrendous prediction. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair play to them. Uh, they've come back out since the start and naturally got confidence. I wasn't expecting I don't think we're any of us expecting it to be brutally honest. No. Um, I, I mean, they're saying it's down to Graham Potter, but I, I don't see what it is, to be honest with you. I don't think they're doing anything different. Um, they're being a bit more uh, a bit more aggressive going forward than they were before then, but I think it's more down to the fact that other teams down there have been so poor since we reached that. Um, I think that's harsh on Brighton. They picked up all, oh, how many points they picked up. Stop disagrees with me. <laughs> how many points have they picked up since lockdown? Now I, I wouldn't know, but nine from twelve. A lot. I, I think, think if they've not won all of them, they've they've won nearly all of them. I'll see if we can find out. For so to, to say to say it's because of the teams around them doing bad is harsh. They've got what five <laughs> games left, and I think they've got enough points now to stay yeah. up. I don't think they need to win another game. No, I don't think they do. They've won two, drawn one, and lost three 0 to Man U. Which is oh, which is not amazing, but compared to everybody else down there, compared to everybody else down there, it is amazing. Um, exactly, compared to everyone else down there, who have all been, without exception, terrible since the restart. Um, you could argue that West Ham have picked up a couple of results, mm-hmm. but <laughs> is there a battle down there really at the minute? Everyone's you're dead. You're looking at Watford and Villa, <laughs> the two teams in particular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Watford, Villa, Watford, Villa, and Bournemouth—the three teams which have been horrendous, but look like they've no, no fight in them. Obviously, West, West Ham beat Chelsea, but West Ham should have beat Newcastle. Obviously, they were in front twice. Be, that that would have been a win to take them away from it. 
they've looked better as well, West Ham. These last couple yeah. of games, they've looked a better side. They look like they should look. They've got better players than the league position suggests. Mm. But I think you, they'll they'll see themselves safe. They'll get rid of Moyes at the end of the season and yeah. they'll bring Sean Dyche in and he'll sort them out. Probably, yeah. It's a big midweek um, for, for, for Premier League games. Watford are home to uh, Norwich, which gives Watford a massive chance to get three points to get some movement. Uh, West Ham are at home to Burnley which you probably expect West Ham to win that with really not much to play for. Uh, and Bournemouth host Spurs uh, on Thursday. So there's a chance for all of them to pick up points there. Villa, Villa are the only ones that you wouldn't expect to get potential picks all Villa or the Man U. Um, but if we, games we think are fast, all can change. We, we could, if Norwich win tomorrow and win on win again weekend, they might be back in touch. I don't think that's going to happen because they look horrendous at back, but it could happen. They've got a defence like Joseph Fritzl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like okay. it. Okay. Like gone there. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> Have you ever heard a uh, Premier League defence compared to a, a notorious? I don't even know what he is before. Yeah, I'm surprised we're discussing what to the classimas. <laughs> <laughs> a very naughty man yes yeah moving on <laughs> um, I put Liverpool Villa down the game was not a particular class Liverpool did what they needed to do uh, the reason we went to talk about this is Jack Grealish is uh, coming for criticism from Graham Souness Graham Souness likes to get in at people um, basically Souness is saying that he, he questions whether Grealish has got the quality to play for a top team because uh, he's not the type of person to roll up his sleeves and basically get on with the game. Odin, as a, we've, we've all we all spot clubs that have played against Grealish in the past few years in Championship. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, well, when we played against against Villa, he's always a player you've looked out for. Um, and I think teams, he, I think it's asked what Sunes said said about him. I, I've not seen him at his best. I mean, Villa fans rave about him from, from what I've seen from them. Uh, but what I've seen, he, he looks good on ball. He, he draws he draws tackles, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and, and him saying that he hangs on to the ball too long, well, maybe that's maybe that's part of, part of what he does. He, he creates problems, doesn't he? And, and like I said, draws them fouls and creates space for others if, if you don't get fouled, so you can look at it both ways. Whether he could play for a top club, I don't know. Uh, it's a tough, it's a tough one. That against us last year, obviously we were we we were we were down bottom of the league, but against us it were it were brilliant in second half. But again, that's a that's a team who finished third bottom in championship. It's not a Premier League club, so it's difficult to make comparisons. Uh, not all. What do you reckon, then? I actually agree with Sooness. I think he flatters to deceive. He gets all that ball a bit. He'll take a couple on, but he doesn't actually really achieve anything a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, any player that fucking takes to pitch with a French Platz is dead to me. There's only two people I've seen with French Platz on during lockdown, and that's my three-year-old daughter and Jack Grealish. <laughs> <laughs> Who wore it better? 
I don't even need to answer that. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't like him anyway. As a per, as a person, is 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 he's just a twat. Is that he chucks himself all over? Is he's, he's just one of them people that is easy to dislike. Very easy to dislike. Uh, Wayne, I'm going to take a massive stab in dark and assume that you don't like him either. Because if, if, if I feel like he's the type of person you would not like. I feel like we spend too much time together, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, he is the epitome of style substance. Um, I don't see, I don't see why he would spend the money that people that Villa are touting they want for him for a player of that quality. Mm. Um, I don't think if you were in the top six, you were looking for a place in Europe that someone like Grealish would improve your team. Um, he's not a bad player. But I just, I, he'll have a I, Premier League career. He will have a Premier League career, but I don't think he's top six material. You put the closer you can compare him to it, it's possibly Madison in, in terms of age wise and sort of position. And you'd have Madison every day a week. Yeah, I would. And it's not even a close comparison. Uh, I'd be interested to see him. I'd like, I'd like to see him at somewhere like Arsenal or, or, or you know, a club that are up there to see how it goes. Because again, he's English, and for if he if he turns out to be good, that's good for us. Um, but there's massive question marks, uh, and well, I think most what Sooner says is right, uh, but it's Sooner, isn't it? So he, just, he, he might be just saying it to to get a response. I, I have seen Grealish actually retweeted some stats from Premier League today, yeah. which actually had him down as second most creative player in the league. Did behind behind De Bruyne. Hmm. Um, it doesn't help that he's, in, he's part of a rubbish team. That that Villa team is garbage. Yeah, um, would he get that that amount of space and creativity going to a top club and and being able to, you know, do do kind of job he's doing at the minute? Mm. Uh, maybe he's not. I don't think he's got that extra quality that no. they look for at the top club. All right, he's creating chances at Villa, and he's created more than a lot in the league. In a team, and people will argue he's doing it in a team that's not very good. Yeah. But I just think it's got it, everything at Villa has to go through Jack Grealish. If he were to go to take Man City for example, he's not even close to somebody like Mahrez, and Mahrez doesn't take the pitch half of the time. Yeah, because he's not got that extra quality when when they need it. He might, he might, he might misplace that killer pass five times out of ten. Grealish, where at these top clubs they can't afford, they can't afford to do that. Yeah. No, I agree. I, th- I think he'll get a move in summer, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Especially, I can if, see him going to Spurs. I can see yeah. him going to Spurs. Me. Yeah, that won't surprise me. Well, they were after him, weren't they, last year? I think. Yeah, and I think he's if he's going to go to any of the clubs like that, that that's probably the right club for him. Yeah. No, I probably agree with that. We're going to move on now to the championship. Uh, we're going to start with non-footballing stuff or non-on-the-pitch stuff. Uh, Wigan, out of nowhere, went into administration last Tuesday. Uh, so they'll get a 12-point deduction either this year or next year, whichever um, puts them worse off. Uh, Nuttall, Wayne, you've done some particular research on this to, sh- to tell us how much of a shit show it really has been. Go on, Lane. I'll, I'll let you take this one, Wayne, to start with. Is, what he's going to do, he's going to let me take this one and completely disagree with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, Wigan, best we can tell, and this is a really dodgy situation. Everyone who's read into it knows dodgy this is. Basically, they were bought from Dave Whelan two years ago to, from a, uh, a professional gambler who had a company who was on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. They were then sold to another company about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, something like that, um, to a bloke who no one had ever met before, who people genuinely believe isn't actually a real person, he's just made up, <laughs> who, with, within weeks, has filed them for administration, but with no particular need to do so. No, the rumours have gone around about this uh, conversation that Rick Barry's had with them. Uh, Wigan fans saying that they could possibly have had a bet on them to get relegated and the form since Christmas has kind of ruined the bet and that's why they've got the new administration. Who's who's validated this deal? Who at the AFL's looked at it and gone, right, I've never met this person before. There's no no history of this person anywhere up until a few weeks prior to this uh, takeover. It's only been represented by a solicitor in the Cayman Islands. How can that be? How can that be acceptable in football league? How can you say, yeah, it's fine, we'll sell it off to this guy? Um, you know, we've had issues. Wednesday fans will remember Jeff Sheard who tried to take his over about fifteen years ago and had no money whatsoever. And it was always the same then. It was just producing fake bank games that said he had this amount of money. So how have we not learned his lessons? The the, the thing, the really weird thing about this is it, Wayne's just mentioned the. Hong, Hong Kong-based companies, and they both are the ones that originally bought it from Dave Whelan and the ones that own it now. Uh, so the original ones, I can't remember the name, IEC or something like that, majority shareholder, 75%, was a guy called Stanley Choi. He's also, or was, two weeks before the, ta- the, the the second takeover happened. It was the major shareholder in the next league, the fund company, which has since bought. But he, he gave up them shares to this mystery person just before takeover. Uh, but the, the old company have lent the new company the money to buy Wigan. And, and, and they've done it on a so it's twenty four and a half million we've lent them with an eight percent interest rate and it's got to be paid within twelve months. That for me, more than anything, that's the the fact that EFL have signed off on that because that financial fair play goes completely out of window for running a championship club if they've got to pay a twenty four point five million pound loan in twelve months with eight percent interest, so it's twenty seven million in a year. They're not going to be able to afford to run the club based on that, without breaking financial fair play. So how can the AFL sit there and say, that's all right, that's a, that's a deal that they can they can say is acceptable? It's uh, All fingers point at the AFL for this. They can try and they can try and push blame and say, oh, we can't do checks on everything. All they've got to do is prove funds. But surely they've, this new company has just borrowed the 24 million. Surely they can see that 24 million has just appeared in this new company bank yeah. Where's it come from? Well, you would you'd ask the questions, surely. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have asked to see when the funds are in that bank if it's based offshore, like it. They wouldn't. But, be then, asked, but then something's right? got to change, hasn't it? Because they can't just keep letting these people that have got, they've got no interest in Wigan. 
Nobody's got a fucking interest in Wigan. Never mind anybody in Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah. There's one man. Dave Whelan. The hero. Yeah, the man who broke his leg. Yeah. Did he? Did he, he break did his it. leg? He did, apparently. I've never mentioned that. Twice. <laughs> what a fucking um, righteous dickhead. <laughs> Co- conspiracy theorists say that he did this on purpose so that he could strike back in as the hero and get it for no <laughs> <laughs> well although I don't, I don't subscribe to that there's got to be big questions on his part and who he's chosen to sell the club to a club he supposedly loves and this that and other and he's sold it to some very clearly dodgy people it's alright him coming in on radio now saying I'll, I'll see what I can do why is he sold to these dickheads in first place there's, there's so much blame to go around, it's ridiculous. Um, well, did, 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 the, did the statement that came out, of they get ratified from the people that own it? We, you, you sent a statement, Laxie, basically saying, um, we yeah. will be providing long-term funding, uh, but we might be providing medium-term funding, but we're not actually guaranteeing any funding beyond today. Or something like that. Was that a, was that a factual statement? From yeah, them? that was from that um, Alan. Is it Alan Nixon from Twitter? Oh yeah. Uh, he tweeted it out saying, "Yeah, he basically we've, we've got money to we fund ourselves." And next paragraph said, "Because of COVID, we, we, it's going to be difficult, but we'll have enough. We'll be fine. We'll, we'll basically loan money to ourselves." The last statement said, "We're fucked." <laughs> <laughs> well, within three paragraphs, you've just contradicted everything you just said. It, it's just it summed up the situation, didn't it? Um, well, I, I did do a, bit, a little bit more research, by the way. You know this how young, this mystery person that nobody knows. So I did find out. I got this from one at Wigan message board, so I don't know where they had found it, but I did, dug into the club they were talking about and that. Apparently, they chose him as the figurehead for next leader fund because he ran an amateur football club in Hong Kong. Uh, Sing Tao Sports Club. They ran them for 15 years, but they did become defunct in 1999, so I don't exactly know what the story was, but yeah. But that's why they chose him as the figurehead, apparently. <laughs> it's all the same. It's like running a youth football club. It's like running Man U. It's fine. We've all had experience of running a football club. I feel like we should all be at Wigan. Yeah, just as qualified, I reckon. Yeah. Well, combine our experience from Roman St. Joseph, Winter top Travellers, all those teams that we've all run and played for, we'll combine them and we'll take over at Wigan, which admittedly Wigan are a smaller club than Hilltop were, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for a, a Macclesfield-style ramp from Odin anyway. Yeah. What's the pecking order? Does it go Guide Dogs, Wigan, Macclesfield? What has, where's the... Uh, Wigan, they, they are they are pretty fun. They're just uh, they're more bothered about rugby, aren't they? They're mm. just, a, they're just a rugby little shitty northwest rugby town. I did see the ca- council kept a minority stake in the stadium to try and safeguard the future of the the town's sport, major sports, just in case anything were to go wrong. Only problem where it were too small that they can't actually affect a sale. <laughs> okay. We are talking about a town that a pie in space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. 
hopefully, hopefully next week or two we'll get some more information and try to hopefully make a bit more sense, but I don't suspect it will make any more sense. I do feel sorry for the Wigan fans, all, all six of them that came to Ilford that <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the problem is they've overspent and, and they've, they've, over years and they've found themselves in a situation which is not actually a sustainable business model. And I don't know if I don't know if that's played a part or whether that's just a coincidence that that's been part of it. But well, they were they were hemorrhaging cash anyway, weren't they? I yeah. think from what I can gather, which they're they're a small club, Wigan. They overachieved for a long time in Premier League. Yeah. They've had the best years, and they'll again they'll just disappear into nothingness, probably like Bury. Yeah, which I would not care about either. No, they're all little Lancashire shit holes. Yeah. <laughs> they're all the same. They're all shit old little towns that nobody gives a fuck about apart from the people in them towns. <laughs> <laughs> no, the monkey's gonna... endearing himself to everybody in this country. That's, a, that's for the people of Wigan today. Yeah, Wigan, we don't like you apparently. This is episode I'm predicting by episode 11 there will be no teams left to talk about because we've already abused them all. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> Uh, we're going to move on to something that will definitely interest Odin. Uh, we're going to talk about Leeds and the, the top of the championship. Uh, we're going to start by um, Patrick Bamford um, not being able to see because there was some light in his eyes. Yeah, I don't really know what to say about that. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's not really a great deal of defence for that, is there? Um, no, he, I'm not having it. <laughs> He's, uh, but he, he scored, Scott. He, he scored that this year. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll cover cover over the uh, the light situation. Uh, is uh, it were a good result. Uh, yeah, we're more clinical than what we we have been. Uh, first ten minutes or so, well, in fact, all first half it were a bit end to end, which unlike us, couldn't really. I'm sure Blackburn had more possession first half. Um, but yeah, we we were just clinical and. Uh, Hopefully, Brentford don't win every every one of the last games, and uh, they've only got Charlton tomorrow at home to Charlton. Could easily win that again. Yeah, I looked at the final fixture. I think I, I'd say Derby's probably the probably yeah the, the tough. You, you've game. only got Stoke though, haven't you? So you should really be winning that as well. Yeah, there's that six point pushing still, and yeah. uh, I think it was a click that came out afterwards and, and said. That they need to think that Brentford are winning every game. Well, if that drops to three, uh, Brentford have got much better goal difference than yours. So it's, suddenly it's one game. Yeah, yeah. Well, if Brentford lose a game, then we're nine points clear, and then we're pretty much before yeah, yeah. next weekend. This is our this is our back, uh, Easter weekend went last season. Uh, we could have been promoted that weekend, but in end yeah. we ended up uh, ended up. Behind Sheffield United, fortunately. Yeah. What about Bamford? Mm. Is he going to be good enough to play for you next year? Come on. He's not good. He's not good enough this year. He's not good enough this year. He'll testify two years ago when Bielsa took over and they looked like this really good side. They went, they started the season 10 games unbeaten or whatever it were. I turned around to Oden then and said, You'll go up. If you get a decent striker and they sign Bamford, 
and they still haven't got that decent striker at Leeds. Mm. They'd have walked league if they'd have got somebody that would actually yeah, cover the ball in there. Definitely. Mm. Seriously, do you think he could score 20 goals for the Championship next year? <laughs> well, he's nearly scored 20 goals in Championship for us this year. Have any chance or not? Yeah. He, he misses so many chances. Though. Yeah, but that's because we create so many. If you took them, <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, we would have, would have, would have pissed them. Yeah, so it wouldn't have even been a debate, would it? It'd have been over and done with. His, his excuse about lights is horrendous for a player that misses sitters every week. Mm. He can't, he can't just blame lights one week when he does it every week, can he? No. No, I agree. Basically, unchanged at top where everybody won. So it's as you were. Um, there's a full fixture list on Tuesday. You play Thursday, don't you, Lord? Yeah, five o'clock was shit, stupid time. Sky fucking sports. Yeah. Um. So, but you'll know, you'll know what the crack is, which is not necessarily a good thing. If you if you're at that point, you're only three points ahead. But pressure mounts on you massively. It's only Stoke, but. Uh, Based on your past few seasons, you don't work well under pressure. Mm, Stoke, um, Stoke have just had that big win and all, haven't they? Uh, They're a funny side. They should be so much better than they are. Yeah, when you look at the squad, I mean, the Butland in net for the Championship, Tommins, uh, a few other players and all. Is it Joe Allen still there? I know he's getting on a bit. I think bit. so, yeah. Yeah, they, they should... Not all, right? They should be a lot further up... Uh, Championship than what we what they are. Uh, yeah. But now we'll see. I don't. I don't think pre- there's as much pressure as what there were last season, and and especially with with fans not being at Ellen Road and all, mm. uh, that could work work in a positive way if results don't go our way as well Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, moving on, um, the playoff picture is looking like Cardiff to lose. They'll, they've put themselves in a really good position. Um, Blackburn obviously lost to Leeds, and Bristol City lost again. And poor little Lee Johnson has found himself out of a job. Odin, I know you're absolutely devastated for him on his behalf. Yeah, he's, uh, he's probably under uh, Seven Bridge now. Uh, we all the goblins. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I've, I've got no some sympathy whatsoever. He's, uh, he's not a championship manager either. He's no. just whinging little shit. And everyone in football knows that. That's why you, you see players... Who were it? That uh, young lad at Birmingham disrespected him. Uh, Jude Bellingham. Was it? Yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just a fucking moaning little dickhead, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm quite surprised they've sacked him, though. Personally, they've all—it's always been a feature of Lee Johnson teams that they win twelve and then they lose twelve. Yeah, they go on these long runs, don't they? I suppose maybe they've got fed up with going on these long runs, but uh, they—he always hasn't managed to turn it round and turn it back into wins again afterwards. And he? he does seem to pull his teams out of it one way or another. So mm. I'm, I'm, I were a bit surprised to see him get rid of him, but they're obviously think they're obviously thinking they're still in with a shot at playoffs. I personally think they've left it a little bit too late if that's what they're thinking. Mm. Yeah, that that sixth spot, uh, you you could say Cardiff. I mean, I were impressed with them 
when uh, when we played them first uh, first game back. Uh, I'd, I'd put it between three now. I'd get Swan, Swansea, Derby or Cardiff. I think I, I, Millwall are only a point behind, but I think it's a point and then it's another point when teams dance here. Well, I'd put it between three. Uh, I've had a look at running's Derby's is hardest by a distance. Uh, I fancy Cardiff to hold on to that sixth place, to be honest, looking at runnings. Yeah, no, I reckon so. Uh, moving to the bottom of the of the championship, um, Car- both Barnsley and Luton lost 4-0 Barnsley, 5-0 Luton, um, which is huge losses for them, not just because of the big numbers, but because a, a couple of points would have put them back in, within certainly Luton within touching distance. Uh, Wayne, I, I put on here that probably Bar- Barnsley, Luton and Wigan because of the deduction of the three teams going down. Can you see anything else? No, Barnsley and uh, Barnsley and Luton have both looked decent up until this weekend. We mm-hmm. both got massively thumped. Um, Barnsley have got that terrible defeatist mentality just ingrained in the town anyway, so they'll get relegated. Um, Luton, yeah, I'm still not sure. Maybe the much reduction to Wigan might give them a little bit of the boost that they might need. Uh, but there's a lot of terrible teams that have won that league that have been really bad this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll just be waiting in the wings with two points from five games, no doubt, to um, to get relegated. So I think it's all on. Okay. You dropped out of there, Wayne. Thank you. Um, this literally couldn't be going any worse for me, this. <laughs> It's about time you grew up and got some normal internet, Wayne. Yeah. Your communications are poor. I spent the entirety of episode two of this podcast having a go at Virgin Media. Luckily, next week, we won't have to do this via Skype. We'll be able to do it in person. And if there's internet problems then, we'll mobile them like so. We won't. It's fine. So... Having said that, Wayne, we're now going to move on to Wayne's word, uh, which this week is a special on Barrow. And we know we've got special fans listening, so he's going to make it a good one for you. Yeah, be nice, be nice Wayne. Well, you know, I've, I, the more I looked into Barrow, the more I quite enjoyed the uh, the story behind it. Um, so this was supposed to be actually last week's word, and then it all went a bit crazy with Wednesday and a few other bits and bobs. Um, we're all too young to remember Barrow being in football league. Um, I dare say most of you as a too young to remember that as well. Uh, but they were a football league club until uh, 1972, last time they were in football league. And back then, there wasn't actually a, a national league structure as such. Um, you basically jumped straight out of football league to the uh, Premier League. Now, that season was the season of Ronnie Radford's amazing Hereford goal against uh, Newcastle FA Cup. So when it came for re-election, they actually wanted to get Hereford involved in the Football League. The problem was, Barrow didn't even finish the uh, bottom. They actually finished third bottom ahead of Stockport and Crew Alexandra. But, gentlemen's agreement back then, no one wanted to travel an hour and a half extra up, up north to go and uh, play Barrow, so they got kicked out of the league. Bit of a scandal. So they didn't even finish bottom. But the more you look at what they've done since then, particularly in the last couple of years, the more impressive it actually gets. Um, 
a lot of the local journalists up there have been referring to as Barrow Salon. They've been playing out from the back. They've actually been playing what you wouldn't expect to see in non-league football, uh, actual passing games. Uh, Ian Everett came in for cover two years ago. When he actually took over, they had four players in the squad. The, the, the board signed three players, three agents, based on the recommendation of a local scout and a local journalist. They signed three players just so they had some sort of core for them to win the match. Managed to keep them up, then finished mid-table, and then this season absolutely smashed the league. Now, no league, no league season has been finished early with coronavirus, but they were absolutely destroying the league anyway. Hmm. So quite impressive that they've, they've managed to turn it around from having four players two years ago to being in Football League. Um, we're a team that shouldn't have been kicked out of the Football League in the first place. Um, when I came up with this piece last week, Ian Everett were in charge, and then the next day he goes and takes the manager's job at uh, Bolton. Why anyone wants to go to Bolton, I, mean, I don't know. Um, must be paying some serious money. But... It's a team that I think we should all be quite happy to back in football league based on the fact that they kind of got screwed out of it first. Um, they're a, definitely a team I'd rather go and watch than travel seven hours down to see Plymouth or Exeter or anyone like that. But small, small team, only two thousand seat stadium. Um, as well, it's another one to add off the ninety-two. I think this the. Based on what happened to them, they deserve to be back at football league. I'd like to see how they adapt this game. Now, Ian Everett's gone. Peter Afton, the assistant's also gone with him to uh, to uh, where have they gone now? Bolton. I've already said it once. Bolton. Um, David Dunn is one that's been uh, tipped to be new manager there. Kind of suits that style of play. Passing player was a good player. Got on the ball quite a lot. Moved it around when he was a player. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how they adapt to football league. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of history behind him. Uh, good to see him back. And uh, I'd definitely rather have him in there than Stevenage. Or Forest Green, or something like that. Yeah. Forest a... Green. Uh... I swear it is. Greta <laughs> Thunberg cunts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right in football league. My dad talks about Barrow, Barrow being a football He remembers Rotherham playing Barrow when he was a kid. So that's how long ago it were. You've got all, you know. You did miss a bit of a scandal in the 90s out of that story as well, Wayne. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Which bit did I miss out? Uh, well, they were owned by some pretty dodgy people during the 90s, by the sounds of it. They had links to uh, drug dealers in Liverpool. Uh, club ended up getting investigated uh, in regards money laundering because at links they had these drug dealers in um Liverpool, and as a result, the owners got face on and withdrew funding, um, which obviously caused big financial issues for them. And they ended up getting kicked out of that conference in 1999. So they ended up back in Northern Counties, or Northern Premier League, sorry, tier seven and eight. And they didn't actually get the ground back for another two years, after, three years after that, um, when I think the supporters group took them on, and supporters will manage to get it back from liquidators in 2002. But obviously, they were, they, were, they took over again in 2014, but this guy left in 2018. I don't know really what the financial situation is now, but are they a backed club? I don't I don't think they are, are they? I don't think so, no. Paul Casson left. He's the guy that left in 2018. They actually got took over by the club's main sponsor, who managed to raise a million quid with the fans. And that's what they've been running off since. 
So to run a club for half a million for two seasons and get them to uh, league, it's got to be worth commending. Yeah, definitely. No, they're a proper club, like I say. They're not a Forest Green who was just a sort of a nothing club that's come from nowhere. They're a, they've got history. They're a proper club, like other clubs down in the league. I've, I have no problem with them coming up um, at all. So uh, good luck to them next year. And the team that come from the from conference tend to do pretty well first year. It's very rare you get a team that comes up and goes straight back down because the gap's so small. So probably, hopefully for them, they'll stay up. Um, any more on Barrow before we move on to the League One playoffs? Yeah. When we when we spoke about we were going to talk about Barrow, right? Yeah. I couldn't think of anything more fucking boring to be honest. <laughs> and, and, and all this information you fed you fed me now, I still couldn't get shit. What a, what a, it's just a point pointless football club. Fucking pointless. <laughs> I don't care if the fans are listening. How many is it? Two or three? Two or three fans listening. Fuck off. Try to do a nice piece and you go ruin it. Barrow. Fuck off. <laughs> is, any, is anybody below the championship of any interest to you? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Sunderland documentary, all right. <laughs> yeah, they're quite a big club, though. Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else not Sunderland or Ipswich? Are you interested in anybody else in League One? Um. Oh, do you think you, you, think you won't be going to play this season? Commentary. We won't be going where? Are you saying you won't be going to Barrow's ground next season? Because I think when you're playing it first round at League Cup, it could be a good game. Uh, whatever. I hope, I hope you get Barrow at Cup next year and I hope they, stop, I hope they beat you and then we're just going to play this out again. Up <laughs> <laughs> the Barrow. Up the Barrow. They've, got, they've also got Wayne Rooney's uh, younger brother playing for them as well. Are they? Is, it, is that in the Aberdeen? Yeah, yeah, I did know. Uh, well, I noticed it's John, John Rooney, innit? I did notice. I'm trying to find if they had any players that I'd ever heard of, but I thought that might just be a coincidence. They've got, they've got one you've heard of. They've got the uh, mighty Jason Taylor, former Rotherham United midfielder, Jason Taylor. They've also got Grant Paul as well. He, he was, a, he was a Barrow uh, player. We signed him from Barrow. We bought him from Barrow, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, he played like a Barrow player for us and all. Oh, <laughs> shit. How he made a career in Premier League like he did, I'll never know after seeing him play for us. So, a nice little bit on Barrow, and then we've alienated the entire fan base. I think we were quite nice about them, actually. Yeah. And it's rare that we're nice black clubs. That is true. The Twitter handle you need to speak to is at DannyHoden90. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get ready, ready for some abuse, old. Hashtag Hoden hates Barrow. <laughs> Not that I hate him, I just think it, they're just a pointless football club, that's all. Would you, pointless, pointless, boring Ooh. football club. Hoden, who's left relevant? Barrow, Macclesfield, or Forest Green? Or guide dogs. Or guide dogs. No eyelids. Nobody likes Forest Green, do they? No. No, they don't. Definitely. Moving on, moving on to clubs that nobody likes, or people that nobody likes. We're in the League One playoffs. Um, Fleetwood Town got a hilarious spanking to Wickham on Friday night. 
Um, Fleetwood's keeper Alex Cairns doing his very best to get Wickham promoted. He's, uh, he's had a few lessons at a School of Goalkeeping and from Leeds. That's what he's had. Absolutely. Yeah. He cost all four goals did. in that game. Shocking. Can you award him the Paul Richubka of the Week award? I think we should. Yeah. He deserves it, to be fair. He deserves it. Congratulations to Alex Cairns. First winner of the Paul Richubka of the Week award. Yeah. If, if Fleetwood summed up a manager ever it's when they went 4-1 down and then got somebody sent off for padding about being 4-1 down and putting him down to nine men yeah I've seen and it was never a penalty it were, he, do, he definitely dove the thing that he were kicked off yeah. about he got booked yeah, 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 yeah. but they will be recording as they play the Fleet would have pulled the goal back but I can't see that coming back um well, this this is Joy Barton. That when the foot when the league was looking at ending, they he didn't want the season to end because he was convinced that they would still finish second and beat Rotherham to second place. Uh, well, unlucky Joey. I have to say, I thought Fleetwood would comfortably win it. So when it went the way it did the other night, I'm a bit surprised. But even Fleetwood or Wickham, if either of those win that playoff final, yeah. what what tiny clubs they are for championship. Wickham, Wickham particularly, of course, they've not got money behind them. Fleetwood at least had a bit, have got a bit of money behind them. Wickham haven't. They've got a little bit now. They've been bought by an American businessman, so there is a bit more money now than there was. But still, it's they're still quite a small club. Um, Odin, are Wickham insignificant? Yeah, yeah, Wickham and uh, Gareth Ainsworth, he, he needs. Uh... He needs a wash, doesn't he? he needs a I have to admit, I thought there were a random homeless man walking out of the stadium <laughs> the day, and it was actually Gareth Ainsworth. Yeah, I don't know why he thinks... It, it looks like a bloke who's just been kicked out by his wife because he still believes his band's going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... That's a brilliant description of Gareth Ainsworth, I have to admit. <laughs> He just don't care though. I, I, I love it. I love it because he just don't care. It's just... It's, it's good. And... Uh, yeah. I tell you what, I was a fan of from that game. Oh. A flare still managing to find its way on pitch. <laughs> yeah, that's that was a good effort. That a very good effort. I would um, like, I'd like to see uh, Fleetwood are currently winning. Uh, yeah, yeah. like see, I just said that. Thanks for listening, mate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they're winning. But that's still they've still got to get three goals back to win that game. So I can't see. Three goals to level it, sorry. So they need a four, four goal margin to win. And the other one, Oxford won on penalties. Uh, so Oxford will Why play the winner. No. No. He meant, meant from the start of the game. Obviously, they need two. Yeah. Nah. Well, two to level it now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, if you have our League One expert, yes. And what's probably going to be Wickham, if we're brutally honest. Um, who was your money on? Um, even well, didn't they? Oxford are on the on their day. Oxford are one of the best teams in the division. They are the better than on their day, probably better best team in top six. But the, on their day, doesn't come round enough because Carl Robinson's a bottler. Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't bet against Wickham if we could go through it final. I wouldn't bet against them. Gareth Ian was he's, he's got well organised. He's got some good players in there, uh, and Carl, actually, Carl Robinson's known for bottling things. So I, I would put money on Wickham. I forgot Carl Robinson were in charge at Oxford and I definitely want Wickham to win because uh, <laughs> he's uh, intolerable twat. Yeah. 
I agree with that. More the more he stays out of the championship, the better. Just when Wickham do win, can we all protect Wickham's manager, Gareth Ainsworth, and also Daniel Stendhal, Daniel Stendhal as well, because we really don't know how bad he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he'll need the personal protection from Joy Barton. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's what I think that's all. But well, I, th- I think it's playoff final next Monday. We might wait for that to go through before we record next week. I'll wait and see. Um, I was, so yeah, I hope, I hope we can do it. They were quite. Uh, we we played Wickham when we went up from League One in 2012, and they were. Oh well, there weren't many in them there, but they made they they enjoyed the day out, uh, and they were quite complimentary about Wednesday after that. So good luck to them. Well, I know I know they made a bond because when we played Wickham a few years ago on a Tuesday night, there weren't many Wickham fans, but there were some Wednesday fans turned up in Wickham End because mm. uh, you're a bunch of tossers. Yeah, well, now that's just fucking sad act. That's what that is. Yeah, what they do? It's what you do. End <laughs> uh, up in a Wednesday shirt in the Wickham End it should be banned, not from football, from air. It shouldn't be allowed anymore. Oxygen for life. From life. I don't disagree with that. Just don't, no matter that they went into Wickham, man, just because the Wednesday fans. No, yeah, just do what I used to do. Just sit with you at home and read your ticket. Yeah, I do. <laughs> right, that's all I've got. Is anybody else they want to mention before we uh, leave? I've got my shout out to do, Anna. You what? I've got my shout out to do. Oh, in randomly. Go on then. Please, it's for uh, Leo Fortune West. No, no, it's not for Leo Fortune West. It's for something really boring, actually. I was trying to think of a reason why I could do this shout out uh, and make it funny, and it's quite difficult to do. So all I'm going to say is um, because he didn't kick off too badly when I dropped a piece of wood with a nail in in his head as a youngster, I won't won't give a shout out to Wayne (laughs) Wright. Okay. That's it. That's as good a reason as any, I suppose. There you go. Hope you enjoyed it, Wayne. Right. Yeah. Are the you... nail in the head, not the shout out. Yeah. I don't think I'd do a nail in the head. So you're telling yes. me you want nailed, Wayne? <laughs> 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 like you might have enjoyed. <laughs> Violent little bastard. <laughs> no, it was an accident. It was an accident. Accident. It took place at Tree Trunk. We were building a den. Oh, yeah. Cool. That's fascinating. It is. So you're just like a someone over the head with a tree with a nail in it. Yeah. See. Okay. Okay. We'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll not do shout outs again. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 if people want to pay us for a shout out, we'll do it. Get some cash in. That's not a problem. Put it out there. We need it. We need like a Patreon site. Shout out! I tell you what, we're going to use extra funds for to yeah. buy Wendy's fucking internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need one. You start just giving pay for Wayne's internet. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to end next. We've already done about an hour and twenty as it is. So thank you everybody for listening. Apologies for Wayne's sound quality. It is Wayne's fault. 100% Wayne's fault, not mine, not Knuckles, not Ode's. Wayne's fault. The last time this happened, we actually found out it was Odin's fault. 
When we were doing the pub quizzes, we found out it was Odin's fault. Well, yeah, but you're, you're, you can't really blame Odin for your screen freezing every five minutes, Wayne. Stop screenshotting then. Anyway, thank you, everybody. Uh, sorry to any Barrow fans who are upset with Odin. Um, you've all got his Twitter handle. So, and apologies for not all referencing Joseph Fritzel in 2020. That was a surprise <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> And uh, yeah, to cheers, not all. Cheers. Cheers, Odie. Cheers. Enjoy cheers your Cheers, many bye. <laughs> yeah, that's, about, that's all we've heard all afternoon. So cheers, guys. <laughs>